Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. We are to question eight in our 2021 College Football Preview Series. The next seven questions will be about the Pac-12. And we start with my alma mater today, USC. What are uh, let the us chances? Know, oh, what are the odds? We're first. What are the odds? Um, yeah. Well, we'll see if we finish first in uh, the Pac-12. I don't, yeah. I don't know if we we're expecting that, but let us know your thoughts on the Trojans in this upcoming season in the comments on YouTube. Uh, but Ryan, what is our what's our question for today? The question is: Will USC head coach Clay Helton survive 2021? All right, so we will directly answer that question later in the episode. But let's take yes. a journey. Let's take a journey <laughs> and talk about USC on the way. Uh, so Keaton Slovis was, you know, as far as the offense, he of course is, is back at quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, you know, did have, he was probably still the best quarterback in the Pac-12 last year, but simultaneously had a sophomore slump, um, could have been a nagging elbow injury, offensive line issues. There's, there's some excuses, um, but wasn't, wasn't as good last year. Not worried about him though. He's, we've seen him be great. Um, I know he's capable. The skill talent, very good as always. Drake London, great receiver, one of the best in the conference. Plenty of young guys, Brew McCoy, Gary Bryant, got a couple good transfers coming in. So Katie receivers Nixon. are set. What's that? Katie Nixon. Katie Nixon, uh, Taj Washington from Memphis had 700 yards as a freshman. So, uh, he'll be there. Running back core, Keontae Ingram transferred in from Texas, still got Vivai Malapai, you know, Stephen Carr, right? I think he transferred to Indiana. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you're right. My bad. But we've got the only concern is the offensive line. And it was bad last year, and they lost a first-round pick at left tackle. So yeah. I think the offensive line is what's going to hold back this offense from, you know, maybe it'll just be good or hopefully, for my sake, very good. But I don't think it'll be great. Yeah, that makes sense about the offensive line. I mean, we, we all know that. Everywhere else, they're fine. They're good at quarterback, they're good at receiver, good at running back. They're fine everywhere, but it's, it always comes down to the O-line. Um, they do return the four other starters uh, outside of Elijah Vera Tucker. They weren't great, but, uh, you know, they could take a massive leap to make up for the fact that they do lose that Elijah Vera Tucker. So I do think it'll be good offense. Uh, it won't be the best in the conference, but it will be good. Um, so is it going to be great? I don't know. I mean, I will see what Graham Harrell can do. Uh, but I, I, like you said, just, I'm just not buying it being the elite type offense that, uh, maybe if they had a decent O line, they could, yeah. they could pull off. They need to get some more from the running game. I don't know if that's a scheme oh, yeah. thing that Graham Harrell needs to adjust to. Um, but it terrible. was, not, yeah, the running game was not good. They were very, it's not very like the running backs fault. Plays. They got quality backs. It was no, just, yeah, there's talent at running back. It's, it, yeah. it's a scheme and an O line thing. Yep. Um, all right. Well, how about the, how about the defense? Yeah. I mean, it was a decent defense last year and it, it, it'll probably be relatively about the same this year. Maybe they could be a touch better, but they do lose their best player. Talanoa Hufunga, a safety who was kind of all over the field for him last year. Um, Big wild card coming into this year though is uh, the five star true freshman uh, defensive lineman Corey Foreman coming in. Uh, number California. one recruit He's in the country. Number one recruit in the country, stud. Uh, so if he can make an impact right away, 
you know, that will make a huge, huge difference because that'll kind of take some of the pressure off of Drake Jackson, who, you know, uh, is kind of the edge rusher. Uh, so he's, he's a high quality all conference type player as well. So if you get two guys like that that can threaten the pass rush, you know, that could really help out this defense quite a bit. Um, you know, and it, with Todd Orlando being the new, the second year in defensive uh, coordinator there, you know, last year they, they forced some more turnovers than they did prior. So they, maybe with those two, Pass rushers, they do that even again this year, and maybe even a little bit better. So, I don't know if they're going to put up great as far as uh, you know statistical, but if they can generate some some turnovers uh, again, and maybe a little bit better, yeah, I can see them being a little bit better than last year. Yeah, I mean, last year they they took uh, a jump forward from what they had mm-hmm. been under Clancy Pendergast. So, yeah, I think Todd Orlando as defensive coordinator is a major upgrade for for USC. So, I have some some faith in him. Um, other losses that you didn't bring up, Marlon Tuipolotu on the defensive line, Elijah Griffin at corner. Like there are yeah. some significant losses, but yeah. I, I think just another year with Orlando and, you know, adding Foreman, Corey Foreman, like you said, um, yeah. some, got some quality transfers from Texas and Alabama. So I think the defense should be, should be fine. Uh, yep, but I'm with you. It's not the side of the ball that you're counting on to be, to really anchor the team. That's, that's the offense. Yep, exactly. All right, so how many how many wins is it going to take for Clay Helton to save his job? Yeah, that's uh, that's tough because it's you know sometimes it always depends on how it might look. You know, yeah. a nine win season might look good or it might look kind of bad. Um, but I'm going to go with nine, um, especially since they kind of have an easier road. We'll talk about the schedule here in a second. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to say nine eight would just not look good. I mean, it just with the talent that they have. Just seems like they should really do a lot better than eight. So I'll say nine. I agree. The the I I think that you know Clay Helton's buyout has been you know maybe saved him once or twice here, but now after this season, there's going to be two years left on the contract. So I, I know COVID has made the budget budget situation difficult, but you would think that if if he doesn't perform this year, that the buyout is is not going to save. Yeah, him. if you only got two more be, years left, that's. You know, that's like zero in college football talk. So. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So I agree. I think nine and three is the number. I think he's, he's likely safe there. Unless it's a really bad three, then it is, yeah, you know, three losses, then it's, yeah, you get possible. blown out by Notre Dame and whoever, but yeah. Right. If you're just not even close, uh, eight and four though, yeah, I think would, would get him, get him fired. Yeah. Um, but okay. Well, let's get to that schedule. You mentioned it's a favorable yep. schedule. What, uh, what do you see? Yeah, uh, so the reason why it is, uh, is because they avoid UW and Oregon, uh, the, from the north. So the two seems like clear cut teams, uh, from the north, they don't play them. So couldn't have asked for a much better set up there if you're, if you're Clay Helton. Um, they do get Utah and UCLA at home, uh, from the south. It's two other kind of contenders in that division. Uh, they do go to ASU. Uh, and so ASU could, you know, that, that'll be a tough game. That, that game might decide the, the South. It seems like they're the two favorites at this point, but it's wide open, to be honest, that, that division. So, um, yeah. and then the non-conference, they of course have Notre Dame. They're going to Notre Dame. And then they have, uh, San Jose State and BYU. Now, they're both at home. San Jose State to open the season, BYU to close the season. Uh, but San Jose State, I mean, you know, they're what, like 17 point favorites or so in latest numbers or so. Like, they should win, but, that would be a bad loss if it's, they it's lose. It's trickier than you would like. Like when yeah, you schedule exactly. San Jose State, you think you're scheduling a gimme, not yeah. the defending Mountain yeah. West champs the who best bring everybody back. San Jose State team maybe we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not ideal. 
Um, no. So yeah, there's there's not a lot of like gimmies on the schedule. Zero. But at the same time, there is there is no sure loss, not even close. Oh no. Yeah, there it's there isn't a gimme. Like you could think you might think like Arizona, but they almost lost Arizona last year. So that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, very true. You know, not buying no, it yet. It's at the same time, it's not a you know crazy easy schedule, but it is pretty favorable. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay, so let's answer the question. We've been dilly dallying here. Uh, will Clayton, will Clay Helton survive 2021? I'm gonna say yes. I think he does. I'm okay. sorry, Michael. I don't know. Well, well, let me let me get to that. Is I think they're gonna go nine and three. So Clay Helton it can be successful. Like we've seen it at the, you know, he had two pretty solid years uh, to start out his his tenure and. At times he has recruited extremely well. Of course, he had a couple of years there that were bad, which you thought might make USC pull the plug. But Mike Bone has come in as athletic director, invested in recruiting staff, you know, put a good uh, coaching staff around Clay Helton. Yeah. So I don't, I don't need to like, like I'm not going to be upset if USC goes 10 and two this year, and that yeah. means we keep Clay Helton and we get a good recruiting class. Like that's good. I, I don't think Clay Helton is incapable of winning. I don't think he's a great coach. I think we would win probably in some cases in spite of him or, you know, because of the, the surrounding pieces. But anyway, yeah. that just to address your point of like, I'm not in just like cheer for us to lose to get rid of Clay Helton mode. No, no, yeah. I hear you. No, that's true. Especially just because what you said, the recruiting, um, that's, uh, been very encouraging, uh, this past, you know, year and then the following year coming, they're setting off pretty well too. So, um, I'm gonna say they go nine and three though, and I think that'll be enough to save his job. Um, there isn't a gimme on the schedule like we've mentioned, but, uh, I think that they're gonna be clearly favored in, and the vast majority of the games. I'm not sure which ones at this point I would say they're dogs in. I guess I haven't literally taken it game by game, but is there gonna game maybe at Notre Dame at this at point? At Notre Dame, they're, as of right now, like a three point dog. Um, that seems like it might be it, huh? But yeah, I mean, they play, I mean, at ASU, at ASU could be, be close, close, but, but yeah, yeah uh, maybe not. So yeah, I'm, I'll stick with the nine and three and say he, uh, he lives to fight another year. Yeah, this is like a coin flip for me, but I'm going to say that he does survive as well. I think, yeah, I think the schedule just sets up well for him. So I think nine and three is a bit more likely than eight and four. And I said yeah. nine and three is the number to save his job. Um, the, the tough part is though, like if, if he does go nine and three, which of course it's not like USC fans would be happy with that. Right. I mean, it would be fine nah. and it depends on how it happens, but so say they keep him. Well, then he's only got two years left on his deal. It's not often that, yeah, you got to extend him. Yeah. <laughs> no, but can, yeah. we can't extend Clay Helton after going nine and three this year. That would be, oh, that would be horrible. You could do a tag another year or two, but. Maybe you know, like a, give him a, a little toothless Jim extension. Deal. Yeah, the Jim Harbaugh type extension yeah. that really yeah. doesn't mean anything because, yeah, that's that's something I would not be okay with as a USC fan. And I, nine and three in like year Scott Frost six or whatever too, it is they did that. Hilton. Scott Frost gets like another year tagged on or something. It's just, you know. Yeah, that would be tough. Okay. That would be tough to extend after that. <laughs> it would, but uh anyway. All right, there you have it. We both say Clay Helton coming back in 2022. Survives. So. Look forward to that. Um, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Again, let us know in the comments how you think USC is going to do this year if you're uh, optimistic about the Trojans. Give the video a thumbs up so that YouTube will show it to more people. We're trying to grow the channel, so we'd appreciate that. And we'll be back tomorrow 
discussing whether Mario Cristobal will survive 2021. Yeah, no. sure. No. <laughs> discussing Oregon's chances at the playoffs. So we'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.